let's just bug out and call it even, okay? What are we talking about this for? I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Welcome to Do You Want to Keep Playing, a podcast about first impressions. Each week, we'll try the opening 30 minutes of a game and ask the question, do you want to keep playing? I'm Ben. And I'm Jono. And this week's game is... Contra 3, colon, The Alien Wars. Hey, Mr. Jono. <laughs> hey, buddy, how's it going? It is going pretty darn well, thank you. How how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, not bad. All things considering, <laughs> you know, pan- okay. pandemic and all that. Pandemic considered, not bad. Yeah, that's all we could hope for these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, life is a solid six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is one point above the average. <laughs> so exactly. Who's and winning now, life? You know, you you learn to recalibrate things, and if you're running at a solid six out of ten, then that's that's like a nine out of ten pre-COVID. Oh yeah, oh heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm a bazillionaire right now. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, what, what have you been up to? What's what's going on, Mister Jono? Well, how have I been up to? I finished Cyberpunk. Oh wow, okay, you took that final quest in and you did it. I did. No spoilers, please. No spoilers. No, no, I um... had to go. It was good. Yeah, I, I over, you know, I over, overall enjoyed my experience. I, I probably clocked near a hundred hours doing the whole thing. I pretty much did wow. everything. I will play it again once it's finished. It's great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a quick curiosity: mm-hmm. which um, starting class did you, or starting background? Uh, I did street kid. Did you do. Uh, okay, because I, I did corpo for mm-hmm. my sort of um, you know, how, however many hours I'm into about twelve hours or something. Yeah. Uh, are you, would you choose a different background the next time you sort of play through? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's very cool the way that you kind of get special dialogue options and stuff depending on how what class you've gone for. Yeah. And it kind of informs, you know, it kind of it mentally informs how you want to approach things. Well, it did for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I liked playing as a street kid, but I think I might go Corpo next time. Corpo is, um, it was not what I was expecting. I, I was thinking it was going to be Blade Runner 2049 sort of style. Oh, gosh, what's her name? The actress who plays the uh, the chief of police in that film, who was uh, also in Forrest Gump and House of Cards. Oh yeah, Robin Wright. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to be more sort of that kind of character, and it turns yeah. out, um, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but not that. <laughs> that didn't happen. Ah. Yeah, well, that's, that's cool, man. And did you have a satisfying uh, game experience in the end, do you think? Yes, I liked it a lot. Uh, it was still frustrating in equal measure in some places, just the the stuff that they still haven't fixed, you know, yeah. uh, three, four months out. But, you know, I finished it, so there's got to be something said to that, that the underlying game is is is, is pretty great. And, uh, yeah, I've started playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, very nice. Okay. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to trying that at some point in my life. I'm still on Odyssey at the moment. <laughs> how, um, <laughs> how how far into it are you? How, how are you getting on with it? Oh, I'm about... Ten hours in, maybe. How does it? How does it compare to the Odyssey? I am missing the Greek setting. I've got to say, uh, uh, and it's yeah. it's yeah. It, I mean, it's it's an Assassin's Creed game. Like no matter how many changes they make, they're Assassin's Creed games. Uh, so yeah, it's more about the character you're playing as, the setting, and the story. And so far, uh, yeah, I miss. I do. I mean, you're. I'm kind of 
bumbling around England. Oh, okay. So you've gotten gotten to England then? Yeah, it looks very pretty. I, I kind of I kind of feel like because it's a bit snowy, isn't it? And it's, it's it's like a colder sort of climate sort of game. I think. Yes. Well, compared to Odyssey, at least, which mm. was like sunshine all the time. Because it's a bit snowy in England at the moment, and it's minus six this evening, apparently, according to my local weather forecast. <laughs> yeah. Which is very, very freezing. I'm, yeah, I, I feel it's a bit on the nose at the moment. I don't know if I'd want to play it in the summertime, perhaps. Are you, are you sort of affected by that at all? <laughs> uh, yeah, it does feel like, it does feel like more of a wintry game, even though it's less snowy once you get to England. It's more okay. just, but it does still look cold, like a cold sort of England. Whereas yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did love last spring when I was playing Odyssey, just kind of sailing around the islands and, uh, you know, completing quests and stuff. It did feel very seasonal. You're right. 2020 Jono was like, uh, hey, this is what my summer's going to be like, sailing around the Greek islands. And then, oh, no. <laughs> Damn you, 2020. Yes, exactly. Sad. <laughs> Sadly, I didn't get to sail around the Greek islands for real. But, um, you know, maybe this year. Who knows? Sure. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I think oh, a more more update probably on the next episode when I've had a bit more hours sunk into it. Uh, how about you? What have you been up to? Well, I got to do something last week that I've been waiting to do since Christmas. You see, I, I got my Series X just before Christmas. And then yes. um, my, my parents-in-law, they got me Control, the Ultimate Edition on the mm. old Xbox Aruni. And so I've been waiting until Remedy have dropped that patch where it does all the cool updates and stuff for Series X. Yeah. And that came out last, I think, Thursday or Wednesday or something. So I, um, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've been delving into that a little bit. I'm only a little bit into the game, maybe a couple of hours or something. So my time is very limited uh, yes. at the moment. But it's very impressive, Jono. Wow. I mean, I, I, I'm one of these idiots who just sort of uh, doesn't really care that much about the 60 frames a second stuff. <laughs> So, uh, so it has sort of two different graphics settings, which is the, the normal these days, where it sort of has, um, you know, game mode versus graphics mode. Yeah. And I just, I just pop it on graphics mode and you get all that lovely ray tracing and stuff. And it's running at 4K in, in 30 frames a second. And it just is, it's a staggeringly good looking game, but it's mm. also the direction of the visuals is, uh, is really, really clever. And, and what they kind of do within the realms of what the game is. Don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not played it, <laughs> but it's all kind of connected. And yeah, every, everything they sort of do and paste up on the screen is all somehow filtered into the gameplay as well. Uh, and then you get to the sections where you start messing around with physics. And that's really impressive as well. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, man. Have you have you seen much from Control? Have you played? I, I finished it. I played it last year. Of course you um, did. Of yeah. course you did. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. I liked it, but I didn't love it. I thought I was going okay. to absolutely adore it, and I just liked it. Once you get powered up, it yeah. does open up a few things. But there's a few. The save system annoyed me greatly. Yeah, and sure. Yeah, I I finished it, and I never felt the need to carry on playing and do all the extra stuff, which. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. let's put it as that. But you know, it's I. It's a beautiful looking game, and the shooting, the main sort of weapon, the gun, without spoiling anything, yeah. is really really cool. I enjoyed using that for the entire game. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's um, I just quite like this doing something a bit different, and the story is incredibly intriguing as well. Once again, not to give yes. anything away to people who haven't played it. No, uh, it, and because I'm only a couple of hours in, I couldn't probably tell you what the story is anyway. <laughs> yes, it it's it's doing like much like Alan Wake, it's doing X Files, Twin yeah. Peaks, Stephen yeah. King, that sort of stuff. I believe it's actually yeah. um, set in the same world universe as Alan Wake. So uh, okay, 
Okay. Yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting, and I like how it's presented. I, re- I mean, Alan Wake was be a good one for the show actually, because the way they did Alan Wake, where it was set like a TV show where each level finished and you got a credit sequence and a song and stuff. And then they're like, you start the next level and there was like a previously on Alan Wake and it, it was really, really oh, yeah. cool. And they haven't quite gone as televisual with this one, but there is, it does very much feel influenced by that sort of stuff. And I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it. I just, I didn't, I think I had such high expectations for it that I was thought I was going to absolutely adore it. And okay. I just liked it a lot, <laughs> which I go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's possibly one of those things as well where, um, depending on the type of person that you are, it's just going to push you over that few extra percent. And mm. I'm, I'm one of these sort of people who really enjoys a good mystery, lots of lovely kind of clean lines in a sort of a white building. Um, yes. And, uh, and all the sort of the almost horror kind of aspects of it, because it does seem a bit sort of, it's more of a sort of psychological horror than your Jasons and your Freddies and things like that. Mm. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging it at the moment and I, I hope it long may it last. I'm hoping for a sort of a six hour long game that I can play through to the next two. Yeah. Months. It's, it's quite short actually. It's only about, yeah. um, seven or eight hours, I think. Yeah. Suits me down to the ground, man. Even on the PS4 Pro, it did look incredible. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. So I've, I've been playing that and I also watched a film at the weekend, Jono. It's uh, it's a new release on Amazon Prime. Other streaming services are available, kids. <laughs> yes. And it's uh, the Gerard Butler film, Greenland. Have you uh, tuned into this one yet? Yeah, I watched it on Sunday. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, that's what we do now. Yeah. Films come out on the streaming services and we immediately watch them because there's nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. Yeah, what did you think of it? Once again, spoiler free, if you yes, please. Yes, I liked it considerably more than i thought it was i was going to uh, it, i thought it was really yeah. good it reminded yeah. me a lot of um spielberg's war of the worlds yes yeah absolutely in that i mean obviously very very not going to spoil anything but it's more concerned with the human element of the disaster mm-hmm. than like a roland emmerich film where um you know <laughs> everything blows up for five hours which hey yeah. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy that as well. But Oh, it's a place in time, absolutely. I thought it was going to be that film, and when it wasn't, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I, th- I think actually you and I went to the cinema to see 2012, didn't we? We, we did. <laughs> yeah. That was, oh, wow, that was a long time ago. And you didn't fall asleep, so it must have been a good film. <laughs> you fall asleep once and they call you a sleeper for life. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I watched the trailer for this one. I saw about half the trailer and mm. I was thinking it was going to be 2012, but with um, Gerard Butler screaming, sort yeah. of, you know, meet the Spartans or whatever. Sure. And... Um, <laughs> And it was not that film at all. It was a lot more down to earth and kind of almost depressing in places and a little bit scary, especially given that, oh God, here we go. For the first time in this podcast, now that I've got a child, um, the all the elements with the kid really mm. kind of hit home with me and almost sort of made me, you know, brought me to tears in various places and things. And I had all the feels and I really, really enjoyed myself. What a cracker of a movie. Yes. For, one of the things I really appreciated is that the way it all works... It's very logical and very, you know, people t- people meet up at a certain point and you're like, there's no like, well, how do they know so-and-so was there? It's, yeah, it's all yeah. explained and it's all very, no, they were doing this and this and this and it's all very well thought through, which for a film yeah. like that, I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you for doing that. <laughs> thank you for your logic film. I yeah. will carry on my day now without thinking yeah. why. <laughs> no, I honestly, go check it out. Dear listener, it, I, it's way better than you th- probably think it's going to be from the trailer and the the shot of uh, of 
of Gerard Butler holding a child on the poster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, anyway, Jono, we are not here to talk about any of these things this week. What are we doing today, buddy? So today we are doing uh, 1992 Mm. Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic, Mm -hmm. Contra 3, colon, The Alien Wars, or uh, Super Probotector for, for us Brits. (laughs) yeah i mean i so this is the interesting thing we we played contra 3 for this uh segment this this part of the podcast Mm. but i grew up playing super probotector alien rebels Mm. uh, as a child because of course that was what we had over in europe and i believe actually that whole thing started because i'll save that i'll save that for the educating johnny section (laughs) But yep. um, but yeah, of course, we had Super Probotector over here. This is Contra 3 that we're doing. The differences are mainly graphical, right? The gameplay is basically the same from what I experienced. I don't know if yes, you sort of noticed anything. No, it's because I believe it's just to do with um, frame rate. So the uh, I think the PAL version ran a bit slower, uh, but I may be wrong. Oh, uh, the... um. So, oh, okay. Once again, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that then. So, okay. Is, what's what's your experience with this game then, buddy? What have you come across it before? When I was a young lad, <laughs> <laughs> hundred years ago, whoa, I was cleaning chimneys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cool, blind me, Mary Poppins. What's with that Contra Three? <laughs> I, I was a kid. I, I never had this game, but my buddy yeah. Tim, who is one of my childhood friends, um, also Hi, had a Super Nintendo. Hi, Tim. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Uh, and. Um, <laughs> This was one of the games that, because uh, it's two-player, I fo- have very, very fond memories of going over to his house and sat sitting there playing two-player on this mm-hmm. for all hours. So I have played quite a lot of this game, but not in a sort of solo situation, in a, in a, uh, in a sort of two-player situation. Yes. Uh, my, my story is almost identical to that, except my friend mm. was called Simon. He was, uh, he was my best buddy growing up as a child. Hi, Simon. Yeah, hey, I, oh, you know what? It's weird. When I went to university, we sort of, uh, we just grew out, grew apart, really. But he was like literally my bestest, bestest pal growing up. Weird how these things work. Anyway, hey, Simon, if you're, if you're listening, give me, give me a call, buddy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I would go over to his place because he had a Super Nintendo. I, of course, famously did not get one until much later on in my life. Till 2004, yep. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to uh, his, his dad would take, take us over to Blockbuster and we would get to rent a couple of games and, Ooh, lucky uh, boys. and then play them through. And then and that would be on sort of Saturday night. And then, you know, Sunday, his mum would cook a, a chicken roast chicken dinner with uh, the best gravy that I'd experienced as a youngster in my life. It was kind of amazing. For the Americans, roast chicken dinner, how to explain it? <laughs> I mean, it's the, the the title kind of gives it away. It's a chicken that they so. roasted. <laughs> it's a chicken that there is, that they just yeah. thrown a bunch of random vegetables and, and gravy yeah. and potatoes. Anyway, yeah. point being, uh, that we would we would stay up and play this one all night mm. and, and, and type in the old Konami code as well to try and get those extra extra giggles. And that, that was kind of my experience with this one. I absolutely fond as heck fire memories of it nice well now that do, we've done da, our boat of oh do you know what johnny do you know what what it's time for a little section that i like to call educating johnny yeah 
I love it. I love it. We're getting into the Scatman territory now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I'm jazz now. You're jazz. I am jazz. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Jono. Did you hey. know? Hey. It is widely noted that the various creatures that screech across the screen in Contra were inspired by James Cameron's Aliens which appeared in cinemas a year before Konami's game hit the arcades. Now, I believe this is talking about the very first Contra, mm. mind, because that yes. was 88, perhaps. Or yes, that sounds right. That. But there is another connection to that classic movie, only in Contra, not in Super Probo Tech to Mind. The, uh, the heroes are named in Contra Bill Riser and Lance Bean. Can you see Ooh, where this is going? Yes. And they've been taken from actors' names in Aliens... I'll tell you what, Bill Riser, who, who do you think that's named after? Or which two characters? Uh, Paul Riser and Bill Paxton, who play Hudson and uh, Gorman. Not oh, Gorman. my um, word. Yeah, it is Gorman. Guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, 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 that's not Gorman, no. is it? It's, no, uh, no. Ooh. It's the, it's, the, it's the corporate guy whose name it'll, I can't remember. It'll come to us. It'll come to yeah. us. Uh, and, and Lance Bean, then? Who are we thinking? Lance Hendrickson who plays Bishop, and yep. Michael Bean, who plays uh, Hicks. Yeah, absolutely. Bravo, sir. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I mean, it, it can't be much more on the nose than that, really, to say, like, yeah, this is Aliens the game, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, enjoy it. Uh, say, Jono, did you know, in Germany, Contra underwent some far more drastic changes. Mm. Uh, the NES version was called Probotector, which is a portmanteau of Robot and Protector. Mm. And the game's content was considerably toned down to get it past Germany's strict laws regarding the sale of violent games to ju- uh, to children, which you'd imagine should be everywhere, really. I mean, it's strange <laughs> that Germany are leading the field on that one. Well, so, uh, got, they have some history there. You might want to read a book. <laughs> they, they do have some history there. Yeah. But hey, when it comes to selling violent video games to kids, the Germans are uh, front of the table to say, no, thank you. We do not want that. Yes. Do not want that. So, uh, the super soldiers, Bill and Lance, were changed into these humanoid robots. Well, well, the characters that they fought were given a more mechanical look. Mm. And because Germany was such a major market back then in 1988, Probotector then spread across Europe and was played by other children in Europe. So we have the Germans to thank for it being probably it wasn't english laws that stopped us having contra it was the uh the german laws and then the they, just, they just went it was the, the germans and, and we just said hey we'll just have that one rather than the american one because all the, nice. the power and ncsc stuff has already been done hooray 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 and number three johnny did you know released to rave reviews in 1988 the nes port of contra was a big hit in america its success was such that konami the konami code as we mm. all know, is... Uh, can you say it for a, for an extra point? Oh, God. Uh, down, down, up, up, left, right, A, B, something like that? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. Oh, it's close. Is it? Is it left, right, left, right? I can't quite remember. Anyway. Uh, God, we're going to yeah, have so, our, so, our podcast taken away from us. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get it in the neck, aren't we, from the fan yeah. base? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so that was actually uh, attributed to uh, Contra. But in reality, the Konami code was first slipped into the space shooter Gradius, which is another mm. uh, Konami game, by programmer, yeah. and I'm terribly sorry, uh, Kazuhisha Hashimoto. That's not too bad. That's uh, not bad. That was that was that was two years later, uh, two years earlier. But Contra was the biggest hit in the US, and so the link between that and the Konami code has kind of stuck in the mind of a generation of gamers. And Jono, Jono, yes. I have I have a fourth bonus fact for you. And this is just this is just for you. This isn't for them out there. 
<laughs> this is just for Jono. Did you know that Vampire Weekend is a band? They're they're a band, right? Yes. They've got an album and it's called Contra. And yes, Jono, it is partly named after the game. Well, there you go. Good, um, <laughs> good, good on you, Vampire Weekend. I was expecting a bit more because you're a music boy, right? You you into your music? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. As we're about to find out. Um, here enter the lesson, my friend. Yay! Thanks, Ben. Uh, Anyway, jazz aside, now we actually have done all our bona fides and stuff, shall we jump into this one? Yes, let's. alien sounds there of Contra. We uh, we mentioned we're playing this on the Super Nintendo, Mr. Jono, yes. so you slam that cartridge in to your American console, and <laughs> what do you see, good buddy? Okay, so first you get that um, super cool Konami logo, Yeah, which we all love. Uh, yeah. Then I love the like dingling a... on there as well. Oh yeah, it's cool. Then there's um, like a cityscape with AD2636 future yeah exactly very future i love i love it when it's in the future but it's like turbo in the future it's like mm. it's not we're not going to get caught up like a you know like a lost uh escape new york sort of situation whereas or blade runner where we've all caught up it's like no you're never ever going to catch up <laughs> hey you know never 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 say never Jono. i'm going to live forever sure <laughs> fame <laughs> that's an <laughs> yeah you got it <laughs> um yeah and then there's like a giant cloud it's a bit of a, it looks a bit like a independence day type thing where a giant laser beam comes down and like uh, decimates the city and then there's a giant like red skull that kind of comes down and goes and then there's two guys who can only be described look a bit like a knockoff Ryu and Ken and one pops (laughs) up and goes it's time for revenge and the other one goes let's attack aggressively I mean, who's writing the script on this one, buddy? That feels badly translated from something, doesn't it? It does, yeah. You know, you know me, Ben. I like to go to the manual to see if there's a, as a, if there's a, like sure a, sure you do. Uh, <laughs> you know, like a little story that someone slipped in there, and there is. Um, so I shall now read you the story from the manual. Oh, hang on, hang on, just uh, okay. Oh, just, just getting nice. my snacks and my crisps and my, <laughs> my, my Coca-Cola drink. Other soft drinks are available. Right, sitting back. Here we go. Yep. Tell me a story, Jono. The Contra Legacy rocks on. On February 14th, 2636, so um, the aliens struck on Valentine's no. Day. Sons of bees. <laughs> I might have beat, beat that. Sons of bees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The problem uh, is, once I bleep that, people are going to be wondering what you actually said. Blimey. <laughs> I can't believe you dropped that word, John. SOBs, yeah. <laughs> You're about to learn what it takes to be a descendant of Commando Legends, Scorpion and Mad Dog, who I'm assuming are from the first game. Sure. That is, now that Red Falcon would like to use your family tree as a toothpick, you're Jimbo and Sully. I mean, let's, let's sort of look at... So, what? Scorpion and Mad Dog, bad <laughs> names. Yeah, Jimbo names. and Sully... 
Jeepers, bleeping, bleeping you all over the shop today, Jono. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, I've got a potty mouth today, apparently. Like a salty, salty dog sailor. <laughs> Special forces comrades, just like your fearsome forefathers were. Nowadays, yeah. your weapons and manoeuvres are more advanced than they were when your ancestors saved the world from being skewered on Red Falcon's fangs. That brutal beast is still in his prime and has had plenty of time to plot his revenge. 600 He's... years later, how old is this guy? How, how long do they He's live? old. He's old, but he looks great. <laughs> He, he looks great for a 600-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He swamped Neo City with six stages of the most cruel and unusual punishers ever. So run, climb, ride, soar, and start blasting your way to the alien main base before your family name and your planet are just dirt under Red Falcon's claws. So I love exciting. that your planet is secondary to your family name there. That's that's the most important thing. Your legacy is what matters in this game. Planet Earth. Yeah, it's a side note. Jimbo and Sully have priorities. Do you think it's... Do you think it's Sully, as in Captain Sully Sullenberger? <laughs> yes, yes, as, yes. As portrayed by Tom Hanks in the famous film, where he lands on the whole Hudson River. Probably. Almost yeah. almost certainly, yeah. I mean, he's a hero, so yeah. Real life hero. <laughs> Boom. Uh, anyway, um, so back to the game. <laughs> you get the... You get the cool menu, uh, which is like Contra 3, Alien Wars, uh, one player, yeah. two player options, and, you know, the copyright stuff. Uh, so I went into options and turned everything down to easy. Oh, I did not do that. I, I just put my lives up. Yeah, I, I left put, it on I, whatever the default is. I did both. I put my lives up, put it down to easy because nice. uh, I wanted to get through. I should have said, should have left that out and made it seem like I was, you know, nope. better at this game than I am. No, nope. no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you can't start lying on the podcast, Johnny. It's the slippery slope, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so uh and and then and then you're basically off to the races, right? You just uh, yeah. whack that one player on and it sh- I love that it shows you the high scores first of all and then boom, you're just in the game. Well, the high score in this game actually does something. So Oh, what does it yes. do? Pray do tell. Give me a second. I I'm just I just I can't remember. It's the, there's an amount of points you Consulting can get to. the manual again. Yeah, I am. I am because it's in the manual. <laughs> I believe it's 60,000 points and you get right. an extra life. Wow. That is a hard sell. Yes. I suppose for uh, people who aren't who aren't playing on the I've got 7 lives plus my Konami code. 30 mm. lives or whatever. I did not do that, by the way. I just I just jacked my lives up a bit. Oh, yeah. For the first 20,000, you'll receive a bonus life. And after that, for every 60,000, you get an extra one up. Pretty rad. Okay. Up to 30 player units. So there we go. Nice. So, uh, so okay. So we've got the high scores. And then and then you just, it just bangs you straight into the game. Yeah. No messing. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's, what do you see? It's like a side scroller, right? It's very much... Contra. I mean, we did an episode of Contra. You can go back and uh, listen to that. And it's very much Contra, but shot through the lens of aliens. So there's <laughs> very, it's, it's, you know, it's dystopian city as opposed to a jungle this time, set in the future. Yeah. And everything is turned up to 11. Everything mm-hmm. is, everyone is like, right, we've got this new Super Nintendo. We're going to really flex the Super Nintendo's muscles, you know? And How many colours does it have? All of them? It has all of the <laughs> colours. all of those. <laughs> Yeah. So it just, yeah, it looked like just a really beefed up version of Contra. And I've got to say, I'm here for it. I think it looks brilliant still. It does look absolutely fantastic. All the sprites are exactly as sharp as you kind of remember them. The, uh, the, the, the they do a really nice job of making the backgrounds interesting and sort of colorful, but, but not so much that it detracts from what's going on in the foreground. I never mm-hmm. found that I wasn't able to see enemies shooting bullets at me or, or you know, lose my characters or anything like that at all. I think the biggest thing, though, for this opening stage that impressed me so much is that they, the amount of different things they throw at you in the first, like, five, ten minutes 
but yes. they are um they're just sort of pretty things and you're kind of the the controls that you're learning are very basic you know it's like up down mm. left right shooty shooty jumpy jumpy that kind of stuff so you're just doing that kind of stuff throughout the first stage but they're just showing you they're like hey this is a whole box of tricks we've got here we've got this we've got this we've got flame we've got tanks we've got giant robot dinosaurs we've got all sorts of stuff and i what a what an intro Jono. Like, i was so impressed yeah so one of the things i discovered whilst reading the wikipedia page <laughs> is <Yeah. laughs> um part of the game design behind this was they wanted to move away from the pattern of like a load of weak enemies and a boss fight at the end next level yeah so what yeah. they did so they came to combat so to quote this to combat this they can they established a key concept for something interesting or different to happen every three screen scrolls and wow yeah so we, and if you if you sort of play this this especially this first level there is some crazy stuff happening so within this first level you get to climb you get to hang off like a sort of railing. There's mini yep. bosses. There's a tank you can drive. There's a platforming section. There's different weapons coming through. Um, yep. And there's mini bosses. Um, there's like a guard turrets that shoot you have to take out. And then there's a final boss. There's and doggies. This... Doggies that run around. Yeah. There, and there this... are people jumping out of windows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's this this first level, that's, that sounds like, you know, this level's really long. And it is quite long. It is. Every time you get used to how this game runs, it turns left and makes yeah. you do something else and get something else. And even though you are essentially just jumping and shooting, it keeps it so fresh. I mean, compared to Robocop last week, which, uh, yeah. which you know, I, I obviously enjoyed more than Ben, but, you know, it's like night and day. This, this is, this is properly exciting and just doing what doing really interesting different things but essentially still keeping the same of the game loop yeah it's, it's kind of obscene it's, it's a almost like a page out of mario's playbook where essentially all you're doing in mario is running and jumping on things mm. and and you know various things in the in the environment react in different ways to how you're doing those key sort of actions and this is just sort of doing the same thing. I, I can't imagine like how much time as a development team, how much time this must have taken just to put together. Cause of course there's the simpler and the cheaper sort of thing to do is to have, as you say, a bunch of cheaper, easy enemies and they just flood the screen with them and they're running at you and doing whatever. And in this one, you know, there must be at least 10 different enemies, I guess, in this opening kind of section. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, you've also got, you know, as you say, like you sit in a tank for a little bit. There are, there are sort of these, uh, these structures, which are straight out of Contra 1, by the way, or Probotector yeah. 1, if you, if you rather. I thought it was quite a nice little homage that, um, coming across those. And, uh, and, and then you've got like this big boss at the end of the stage as well and stuff. And it just, yeah, the resources put into this first level are astounding. And the thing is, it doesn't let up either. It does no. this throughout the whole game, which is mind-blowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. This is very much a masterclass in updating it for a new a, a new console. Do you know, I was thinking, weirdly, um, yeah. when I was playing this, I was kind of reminded of how big a difference there was when you got a new console back in the day. Because these days, I mean, like, you know, we, we're, <laughs> yeah. on, we're on the... Um, I say we're on the cusp. We just had a new console generation come out. Yeah, um, and huh. yeah, exactly, well, exactly. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you get these new consoles, and because of the way things work now, you have a, the same game, and it just runs on both consoles, and it looks mm-hmm. slightly better on the new one. And you have a more gradual, you know, level up to where yeah, the games yeah. start looking infinitely better than they did on the previous generation. Whereas back in these days, 
you could just have a cartridge to fit in both consoles. So you, if you did have a game that was released on both systems, they were essentially different games. And yeah. so this was built... This is this is a sequel that's been built not on the NES and then updated for the SNES. This has been built for the SNES. And so they are using every trick in their book to really wow you and just go, this is Contra, but this is SNES Contra. And like, I mean, there's... There's that the, you know mode seven was provo- you know you really yeah. heavily used in this first level. There's a great bit where a plane comes in and drops bombs and it flies at you through the screen. And, and it's, it's one thing I actually well. remember. It's, it's oh yeah, such a good use of the tech. I, I remind that I remember that from being a kid. I remember like every time that happened, just being like, "That's so cool." Yeah, yeah, and it I still just, is. It, it still is. It still looks great. Yeah, I just it really kind of made me think about that and just think oh man it's it must have been so exciting i mean it was exciting but i never had a nez but i imagine being a kid in the sort of 90s and having had a nez and contra and then plugging this in with on your new snares on day one and just being like oh my god look at this do you know what it's funny actually speaking about the new consoles and things and how how that that upgrading kind of works these days i think it's much more of an iterative and wider process these days I mean, because back back in the day, you'd have your, you know, well, before the NES, you had your Commodore 64s and all that kind of stuff. But the, the NES sort of came along and it did a thing. And then the Super Nintendo came along. And I mean, gameplay wise, this is not a million miles away from Contra 1. It's still recognizably mm. the same sort of gameplay going on. But just looks wise, it's head and shoulders. You know, it's, it's crazily good in comparison but then you look at the next generation which was the n64 and things and and that's when it started bringing in uh proper analog controllers because everything was digital before that and of course 3d being a thing using polygons and stuff so they're sort of starting from square one whereas these days as as you sort of mentioned you know the new consoles have come out and sure you can play assassin's creed valhalla on both the uh you know new and old ones and it looks slightly better on the newer ones but there's nothing really that bespoke about it it's more of a kind of gradual iteration but then you look out to the sort of sidelines for all the other sort of things like like for example the digital to analog sort of uh, controllers and you've got stuff like vr headsets and ar things on on phone handsets and well phones being another thing as well and it's sort of just this weird it's very very different these days it's not sort of one thing every five years it's a lot of things every year that um that if you look the difference between now and 2016 you'd see a huge shift in, in gaming, but it's just sort of just creeps up on you. It's really strange to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know why this, well, I know why, you know, as I said this, because it just, just this, how good it looked. And we played Contra mm. last year or so, or the year before, whenever it was, we did it. And it just really struck me. It's like, wow, that must be, it's so much cooler. That It's one of the reasons why I've kind of held off buying a new console, because you, I want to give it a bit of time just to, just to see, you know, what games come out and just to actually buy something that I'm like, right, this was worth buying a new console for. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, do you know what? I still revisit um, Protector and things uh, on, on my sort of retro consoles every now and then. I think that Protector is the one that is in my NES right now. <laughs> my, my son has gotten to the stage now where he's very interested in these sort yeah. of things. I, he doesn't play video games and we don't really let him sort of uh, see that happening because, you know, he's, he's only two. But sure. he's very interested in in the controllers, and he sort of takes them out. He plugs them into the, the NES and stuff, and, uh, and he sort of he, it's funny. He sort of sits down, and he's just happy, just pressing buttons and things on the controller, like <laughs> looking nice. like he's playing something. But of course, he's got no idea. Mm. God, what what a lucky chap he is! <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the treats and delights. 
Anyway, back to this then. Yeah. So, so we're romping through this sort of first stage. Uh, I think, I think we can probably move on to the second one, right? I mean, yeah, you fight you, the robot dinosaur. You fight a giant robot dinosaur that comes out of a wall. Again, Amazing. brilliant. Absolutely yeah. cool. Um, still looks great. Still look, I love something when something's huge. It's like, you know, your, your character's there and this robot is like, I don't know, 10 times the size of you on the screen. It looks it's cool. It's like half the screen, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah, bonkers. Brilliant. And then the next level kicks in and, What's happening here? Suddenly it's top down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Did these snares have a new uh, graphics thing that we can use? Okay, <laughs> let's jam that into the second level. Do you know what? I I did not enjoy this to start with, but as soon as I got the hang of those controls, mm. which are really well placed on the SNES pad, yeah. I started to really enjoy myself in this in this stage. How did you yes. find it, buddy? I, I, again, the first time, cause it's very jarring when you first go into it, even though I knew it was coming. Yeah. And I, yeah. You know, I knew you had to like, so, so for anyone who's not played it, it's top down and in, to move sort of to, you move like a tank a bit. Mm-hmm. So you have to use the, the shoulder buttons on the SNES pad to, to, to move your character around. And then you basically go around this top down map and you have to, there's like, uh, I don't know, half a dozen of these like guys in like towers or something or just, they, yeah, like yeah, turret type thing. Turrets. And you've got to yeah. take them out and that's the, and then fight enemies and there's like rope blocks and uh, mines and sort of bridges that collapse on the way so you've got to kind of you know almost puzzle giant your way around yeah giant <laughs> um and it, the first time you get dropped into it it's so it's it's so different to what you're used to and getting used to sort of moving turning with the um the shoulder buttons is quite hard but once you get used to it it's great fun yeah i mean the the thing is i guess before this this is the first example of anything like this i'd ever seen and probably the only example actually of this kind mm. of control scheme I, I kind of refer back to things like Smash TV and, and stuff like that. And, and those sort of, um, you know, even, uh, what was it Polygon Wars? No, a Geometry Wars was yes. sort of a, a more recent version of that kind of thing, where it's like a dual stick sort of shooter. Whereas this is kind of, uh, you're strafing using your D-pad and you're moving up and down on the screen, but then you're turning and by effect aiming as well um, with the L and R buttons, which is... Yeah, it's really hard to get the hang of, but once you do, it's a really, really beautiful kind of control system. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Uh, and it, I said it took me a couple of goes. I died a few times. Yeah, Weirdly enough, too, I, yeah. the, I died on this, and then obviously went back to the. I used up all my continues, and I went back to the beginning of the game. Okay. And but then the second, you know, the next time through, I did the whole first level without losing a life. Well, I think I lost one, like one life near the end, which just yeah. goes to show, you know, just you get the hang of it quite quickly and then you sort of remember how things work. And then, yeah, then I was on the second level and this time I knew what was coming. And I think I only lost a couple of lives going around doing the second time and I got through to the third level. Wow. I I, I don't want to boast or anything, but uh, <clears throat> I didn't use any continues uh, getting, until I got to the third third level. All right. <laughs> Hashtag um, just say, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's quite a cool boss at the end of this level, like a giant spider that comes down from the ceiling yeah. and then you've got to kind of blow off its limbs and and stuff. And then it kind of, goes up and it lands and you've got to get out of the way and it's just really it's just really fun boss fight actually it's, it's got it's got three very definitive attacks or cycles mm. patterns hasn't it really which is quite sort of well i mean games these days still have it you know dark souls yeah. and, and that kind of thing as the first sort of one is is shooty uh where it's just shooty <laughs> shooty type things the second one yeah. is spinny where you've uh, blown up its guns and now it's just spinning around trying to hit you and the third one is the jumpy where it uh, uses utilizes that awesome mode seven again and jumps right up in your face and then tries to squish you as it lands. That's just once again, really enjoying it. It's just different stuff mm. being shown to you and, and bespoke stuff as well. It's, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, no, I completely yeah. agree. It's just, it's just always, again, it's that, 
always changing things up always keeping you engaged so the the third stage then yes um this kind of strange industrial kind of scape i wasn't really sure what it was meant to be but i don't think that matters really the storyline isn't the the heart of this game it is called um the old cyber steel mill there you go right okay (laughs) that's where you're going to go for the alien invasion yeah i'll um, I'll just read you the thing on the manual keep an eye on the sky because the old mill is now used as a landing pad for alien aircraft and a bizarre assortment of wicked winged creatures Ooh, so I this is where my playthrough actually ended. I couldn't get past a certain part in this stage. Me too. There's, uh, they introduce a lot of new things in here once again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's these rolling ball kind of sentry guns. There's also some very hard or much harder platforming where, you know, you, you can just drop off at platforms and, and die. So you yes. have to be really aware of that. But you, then you also have to be aware of people shooting at you and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. The um the bit I kind of quite enjoyed actually is almost like a breather because it wasn't that hard. Was when you're kind of going along the one of those lines again, so you, you know, mm. you're hanging off and dragging yourself along, and then these kind of weird winged gargoyle type things come and try and get you, and and rather than just killing you when they touch you, they pick you off the line and try and drag you up to the top of the screen. And if you get to the top, then then you die. Yeah. But then you can just press up and shoot them to uh to get yourself off of them and mm. and then you drop back down onto the line again and you carry on your merry way i i kind of really enjoyed that section because it was once again it was just shifting up the gameplay into something very different uh where, where you're trying to do crowd control almost rather than just shooting individuals i like that as well and then there's these this sort of windmill boss where it's it's like a central <laughs> sort of hub with a, obviously a, a bit a red dot on it which is what you got to shoot and it's got two like yeah. i don't know bars circling around it and you've got to kind of hang off the bars and then shoot up as you go around it and then jump onto the rail again and sort of try and it's just really it's Fiddly. kind of a mixture of shooting and platforming but it's just really cleverly done and yeah. it's not impossible it's not super super hard it just takes you your mind's got to adjust for a second then you're okay now i have to do this and then you do it and it's fine and then that's so you managed to do that bit then yes because that's where my playthrough ended i could never get past that okay did you do a bit where you go up a wall and there's like a giant thing with arm like giant legs kind of following you up no but i do remember that uh, yeah from from back in the day yeah so yeah, so the bit after that is you're, you again. It kind of goes from being scrolling left to right, sorry, well, just just to the right to going yeah. up. So you're then climbing up this giant wall, and there's this sort of two-legged thing that's trying to sort of chase you up the wall, and you're sort of sat between between the legs trying to shoot yes. the thing, and then yeah, it ends up in a in like a boss thing where you kind of hang onto a wall, and it's kind of you know, shooting you and like trying to shoot drills at you and stuff. It's so it's just it's great, and then that's where I died. So uh, probably a couple okay. of minutes after you, but I was playing on easy. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know I might turn this back on and give another blast on easy just to see sort of um, see mm. the extra bits because as, as you say, the, one of the most fun things about this game is the amount of bespoke elements that they just throw at you and yeah, just sort of surprise you every single level with different things and. It also helps to know that this game is only six stages long, which is probably yes. why there's so much bespoke stuff in there. So from start to finish, it's probably no more than about 45 minutes or something, as, as long as this podcast. I don't know if you're if you're a really good player. And, yeah, there'll, um, be, there'll be a speed run, people who speed run it. Absolutely, uh, actually, yeah. Actually, if you guys ever, listeners out there, have heard of Summoning Salt, the the youtube channel but it's the history of speed running um i believe there's one for contra it's the original contra um it's a really fascinating channel and there's a each one's about an hour long 
and okay. really really worth watching if you guys are interested in that it's just really fascinating nice salty 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 sea dogs.com yes that? <laughs> yes that's the last <laughs> take, thing take, type that in <laughs> uh, okay well anyway john i guess that's the end of our playthroughs mm. um yes. should we uh should we go into the, the wrap-up yes contra three mr Jono, what did you think did you want to keep playing did I want to keep playing? Like a James Cameron sequel, this is bigger, bolder, and more bang for your buck. Making full, making full use of the SNES hardware, everything feels beefed up whilst remaining the core of what made the NES Contra installments work. A masterclass in making a sequel and updating it for a new system, I will definitely keep playing. Nice, yeah. Uh, and yeah. and your score, good stuff. I've I've given it a nine out of ten. Ooh. Very nice. I feel like I wanted to give it more, but the, we're still quite, quite in the infancy of this scoring system. So, so I don't, you know, Is maybe it... there'll be something that's so good that it gets a ten. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, this is a bit like Strictly Come Dancing, isn't it? Where they don't give any tens until halfway through the season. Sure. Sorry, what? Who watches yeah. Strictly Come Dancing? <laughs> I don't. I do. It's a great show. You should give it a try. <laughs> anyway, Ben. Um, anyway, Strictly Come Ben. What did you think? <laughs> My love of ballroom is shining through. Uh, I too have prepared a little something, Jono. It goes like this. Oh, Jono, this brings back some fond memories, <laughs> mostly chicken dinners. Uh, such a well put together title at the pinnacle of 2D gaming as well. The controls are spot on, the graphics impeccable, the music is pumping and sound effects appropriate. I'd say actually, if this, if this game does have anything, which would, which would mark it down one from a 10 to a nine, it's that that dang death sound Jono you get a die and it just sort of goes you're like really because the rest of it is so well put together anyway uh, that's that's my that's my (laughs) so uh, a good use of mode 7 to bring something a bit different and hard enough to keep me trying until the wee hours which I did many a time in my my past life so I totally loved it so yes Jono I will definitely keep playing this one and I too scored this a nine out of ten. Ooh. Do you want to get the old calculator out and uh, do a bit of maths? Nine yeah, plus nine. Yes, we should. Yeah, carry the four. Turn that over. So, yeah. drum roll, please. Okay. Contra three colon Alien Wars or Super Probotector gets a keep playing. 18 out of 20. 18 out of 20, our highest score yet, which given <laughs> our only other game is Robocop, not yeah. hard. Not hard. <laughs> so that goes to the uh, the top of our leaderboard. Well done, Contra 3. And I think that might be a tough one to beat. Dear listener, if, if you do have any kind of uh, game that you think can knock this one off the top, give us a shout on, on all the things that we're about to talk about in the next section. Yes. So, that's it for another week. Join us again next Certainly time. Certainly is. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, yeah. I was asleep. <laughs> yeah. Join us again next time. We're putting another classic game through its paces. In the meantime, if you have any other game ideas... Oh, God. Should we start again? <laughs> sure, go for it. Yeah. 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 I'm keeping that bit in, by the way. Sure. <laughs> so, that's it for another week. Ah, deja vu.
<laughs> Join us again next time. Where we'll be putting another classic game through its paces. In the meantime, if you have any other game suggestions for future episodes, or if you just want to get in touch, you can contact us across all social media on at Keep Playing Pod. We so are we available wherever your podcasts are available. So please hit them subscribe buttons. It really helps us get noticed. It also would be amazing if you could leave us a rating, a review. I I heard Jono that we're on Spotify. Is that right? The music streaming platform. We are. That that's a thing, is it? I mean, yes. we're. I I don't know if your musical interludes really count as uh, an album, but hey, I'm going to give it a try. Sure. Coming 2022, uh, Jono plays the table in his kitchen. <laughs> it's the latest jazz sound. Do you know what? Yeah. Actually, last night I watched uh, Whiplash. Oh. Great film, absolutely incredible film. I've only I've only seen it once before. I think when it was released, and uh, and not since. And I don't know why I haven't because that film is something else. And I'm not even yes. into jazz, unlike you. <laughs> that's that's Ben's movie recommendation of the week uh, from from twenty years ago. Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Jono, Jono, mm. if you're gonna do Ooh. a nice thing this week, yes. Why not get one of those uh, get one of those vegetable farm boxes with all the poor veg that can't can't be homed in the mm. old. Uh, in, in, this isn't an advert. Don't worry, we're not being paid. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually something we we started doing recently because we can't get Sainsbury's deliveries for love nor money. So mm. um, so this one we can and uh, and and they give all these kind of strange misshapen vegetables at home in a little box and they deliver it to your door and hey that's that's pretty great and it stops food wastage which is the main thing there. So, so hey, do do a nice thing like that, buddy. Yeah, thanks. That's it. That sounds if, great. If you can do two nice things, Ooh, however, yes, yeah, yeah. Hey, after you've got your veg box, go tell a friend about this podcast. Tell a friend about this GD podcast. <laughs> tell a GD pal about a GD, about podcast, a GD podcast with two GD people. Thank you for not not making me use the beat button anymore, John. It was uh, very <laughs> Yeah, I'm still getting used to back into the get back into the podcast game. So sure, you know, you're still London work, Jono. I am. F yeah, this, f that. <laughs> your, your big W. <laughs> I can't believe it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, all that doc language uh, rubbing off on you. Um, <laughs> sure. Oh, and hey, buddy, what what are we doing next uh, next time on the old podcast? So next time we are doing harvest moon on the snes which um Ooh. is something that exists apparently yeah i've never played it nor have i in fact so, i've never harvested a moon before at all nor have i Quite um anyone out there who um is a harvest moon head and wants to ask us some questions or just you know send sure. in some lovely facts get in contact with us across our socials yeah we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on all sorts it's mostly just, sorts. just type keep playing pod or, yeah. uh, or do you want to keep playing? That sort of thing. And you'll yeah. find us. And hey, Jono, until mm. next time, my friend. Keep playing. Keep playing. Keep playing.